The Secret to Solving the Obesity Puzzle. This is Carrie, and I love puzzles. Anybody that knows me knows that I like putting a puzzle together. And I am really good at putting the obesity treatment puzzle together. I want to bring you my knowledge, share with you, dissect each topic, and explain why it's so important for you to understand that each topic plays a very important role with the management of obesity and the treatment for obesity. Let's keep learning and building our masterpiece towards health and wellness. Seriously, trust me when I tell you, you have to eat more to lose weight. This is what I say to many of my patients. It seems counterintuitive, I know, and people don't buy into it when they first hear me say that. They say, are you kidding? I don't think I've ever thought I'd hear that from you, or my husband's not going to believe what you told me (laughs) to eat more to lose weight. Sometimes it takes a lot of convincing to get people on board with this concept, but there is much evidence-based research really proving that this is essential. The human body is amazing, and we have what's called our thermostat, or our set point theory, which is based on our body fat percentage. Our bodies like more fat as a survival tool, a result of evolution, an adaptation to protect us from famine. Even though we live in the 21st century, we still have this survival instinct. Now in the short term, we can get away with semi-starvation. You watch these shows like The Biggest Loser or Survivor, where they're eating very little calories and expending a lot of energy and they get really skinny in a short period of time. But as you know with The Biggest Loser and those shows, most of the time when they get done, our bodies kick in and their hunger and drive to put on the fat stores again kick in. I hear often from my patients, from friends, They tell me that, gosh, I really don't eat that much and I can't seem to lose the weight. I have been this weight for a long time, maybe years in fact, and I really don't eat that much. And then when I drive down and ask them about a daily recall of their food, they tell me what they do and don't eat. And then I figure out what their basal metabolic rate, I say, holy cow, you're only eating about five to 800 calories a day and your metabolic needs, your basal metabolic needs are at least 1500 calories a day. You're starving yourself. You're malnourished. Then they laugh and they say, how can I be malnourished when I'm fat? I said, no, no, we don't use the F word. We don't say fat. We're going to fix that. We're going to get you healthy and find the right treatment plan for you. Then I ask them, don't you feel hungry? They say, no. I say, well, how do you feel overall? Do you have good energy? Are you fatigued? No, I feel fine. I I go throughout my day. 
I said, what about stress? Oh, I have a little bit of stress. So do you exercise? A little bit. No, I'm really busy at work. And then I come home and I deal with the family and the kids and I go to bed. This is a perfect example of how we have adapted to starving ourselves. Basically, we have turned on and off certain hormone regulations to help us not feel hungry and not feel deprived. This is an adaptation we have trained ourselves to ignore those subtle cues that our body has provided to us, making us perhaps have a mild headache, feel a little dehydrated, feeling a little sleepy and tired or sluggish, maybe having a lower mood and some depression or seasonal affective disorder, being a little irritable and agitated, ignoring those hunger cues. We have just moved past feeling hunger pains and gone on to something else. We have trained our bodies to do this, to literally go into starvation mode. Our bodies are smart enough and it knows that it cannot trust us to feed it on a regular basis. Therefore, it's gonna hold on to the fat reserves as its backup energy store. And if you overfeed it, it's gonna make more fat in reserve to help with backup energy stores. By starving ourselves, we have created this vicious cycle of lowering our metabolic rate and our bodies have adapted to it. So how do we get past that? How do we improve our metabolic rate and therefore increase our calorie intake to help us succeed with weight loss and feel better. By not eating enough calories, it's actually stress, stress on our bodies. In one of my other podcasts, I dove into what stress does to us. Stress releases all sorts of neuroendocrine hormones, one of them being cortisol. Cortisol increases our fat storage production. So by starving ourselves, not getting enough calories to help all of our vital organs function is causing chronic stress. Some subtle signs that our body has adapted to this low caloric intake is we decrease our non-exercising activity thermogenesis, meaning NEAT, capital N-E-A-T. NEAT includes all the extra things we do other than rest and other than formal exercise, like walking around the house, doing chores, standing, working at a standing desk, we actually burn more calories, cooking, playing with our children, even fidgeting, fidgeting while you're on a Zoom meeting, that kind of stuff. Our bodies are smart enough to know that our calories are so low that we're gonna decrease our NEAT expenditure and not do those extra little activities that burn more calories. A low calorie diet for women is considered 800 to 1200 calories a day and a low-calorie diet for men is considered 1,500 to 1,800 calories a day. Surviving on 1,570 calories per day, men in a Minnesota starvation experiment found themselves moody, 
irritated, and more introverted. They prefer to be alone versus socializing or being around others. It takes energy to socialize. In the science world, not eating enough calories actually has a name. It's called low energy availability, otherwise LEA. When LEA, whether unintentional or not, it has many detrimental consequences on health and performance. Both short-term and long-term LEA induces a variety of maladaptations such as endocrine alterations, suppression of our reproductive system, mental health disorders, thyroid suppression, and altered metabolic response. Over time, our body adapts and our signaling system stops working as efficient as it should, increasing our insulin resistance. Our brain, our neurotransmitters in our brain does not recognize the elevated levels of insulin. Therefore, we have leptin deficiency. Leptin makes us feel satisfied. When insulin and cortisol elevate, they increase our fat storage production. It's a complex internal and external signaling system that can also be affected by our neuroendocrine hormones, genetic factors, societal influence, access to food, and many other factors. As our body adapts to these little calories that we're eating, it also adapts when we binge eat, such as Thanksgiving. We overeat, stuff ourselves, but generally speaking, we don't gain weight after a day of binge eating on Thanksgiving or the Super Bowl. But extensive overeating over a period of time, then we will start gaining weight because of the excess calorie intake. Our bodies adapt when we overeat, increase our metabolic rate to adjust for the increased calories that we just ate to try to get us back into our thermostat, our set point. Likewise, when we want to lose weight, if we slowly adjust and decrease our calories from a normal caloric intake, our thermostat will slowly reset. That is why losing or gaining weight slowly, so you can gain weight slowly and you'll keep it on, versus you can lose weight slowly and keep it off because our metabolic rate is resetting, it's readapting to the circumstances. Chronic low caloric intake may result from just harmless reasons, such as lack of knowledge about appropriate nutrition and the need for optimal energy balance, meaning the appropriate balance of macronutrients, lack of time to prepare meals, inadequate cooking skills. Maybe there's a financial aspect that they can't buy healthy food, or even physiologic reasons such as loss of appetite after stress, a hard day at work, depression, peer pressure, or fatigue, or even lack of sleep and just feeling really tired. It is my responsibility as a healthcare provider and a weight loss specialist 
to evaluate each and every one of my patients to make sure that there's not also or maybe an underlying eating disorder. This is where the questionnaire comes in, looking at a person's food log and food recall and getting down to the nitty gritty of potentially what could be causing their lack of caloric intake. What do we do at this point? I want to share a story with you about a male patient I met not too long ago. He came in for a consult with me to join the medical weight loss program. He was intending to have a pretty significant surgery in the future and his surgeon would like him to lose at least 50 pounds. He had been overweight for many years and when I interviewed him and asked him to review a daily food log for me, he told me what he ate or what he didn't eat and literally he only ate about 800 calories a day. I put him on my metabolic scale and his basal metabolic rate was off the charts. It was 2,700 calories a day. I don't know if you remember from one of my previous podcasts, but a basal metabolic rate only accounts for 70% of the calories you need for the day. The rest of the calories you need depends on your activity and depends on how many calories you need for digestion. So if his basal metabolic rate was 2,700 plus calories a day, you add on his work activities. He was very active at work. And then he had a second job. So he'd work his eight hours, then go to a second job, and then go home. He likely needed at least 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day. He also had a very large muscle mass. So you take that, that big picture, he was only eating about 800 calories a day, and he said he felt fine. He had good energy, didn't suffer from headaches, he slept great, he was married, he gets one day off a week. <laughs> I said, I don't know how you can feel fine starving yourself. You have been in um, malnourished mode for years, and we got to work on that. He started laughing and he said, I don't believe it. I thought I was going to come in here and get some medication to help me lose weight. And I said, absolutely not. You're not eating enough. You don't need any appetite suppressants, anything like that. I need you to get on board and work on really striving to get to your caloric needs along with the appropriate macronutrient balance. You don't necessarily need to be hungry to feel the effects of malnutrition. There are many hunger blunting effects of food, such as low calorie, high fiber foods that fill us up and have very little calories, but make us feel full. Also, intensive exercise actually turns off our hunger. Somebody's working out or they have a very physical job, they're releasing hormones, suppressing their hunger drive. Research has shown that a lack of caloric intake can negatively impact our body just after five days of calorie restriction, with some pretty serious complications cropping up long term 
as far as physical and mental health goes. The takeaway from this podcast is really to evaluate with an expert what your caloric needs are based off of your basal metabolic rate, your activity level, the NEAT that you're doing, and digestion. Coming up with a specific plan for you that is healthy with the appropriate macronutrient balance to help you stay healthy and lose weight. We want to preserve our muscle mass, not deplete our caloric intake so much that we're burning through our muscle. We want to decrease our visceral fat, that bad fat that causes many diseases. And we want to have a high enough protein intake to preserve the muscle that we have and help all of our vital organs function. Suggesting that you or your patients do a food recall is essential to make sure that this is not happening. Again, this is another piece of the puzzle. We have to eat more to lose weight, to stay healthy, not in excess, but within appropriate means. We have to have somebody that has the knowledge base that can help us formulate a healthy eating plan that's balanced with all the macro and micronutrients that we need. Well, did I seriously convince you to trust me after this podcast? I think there is real evidence and support, especially from an obesity management specialist, that this is a true reality for many of my patients and for you to be able to evaluate your own eating pattern and help others around you. I hope you enjoyed and more to come.